This week, Gary and I are all alone in the studio to bring you an exciting update about the Tennessee Legislative Report Card, a tool that will soon enable the citizen not only to be able to grade their representatives, but to know exactly who is funding their campaigns and with how much money. We also tease the expansion of this podcast as we look toward the new year. My name is Kevin Cookagee, and with my good friend Gary Humble, this is the Freedom Matters Podcast. Ooh, this is, wow, nice and somber. <laughs> Outside the rain begins, and it may never end. Kevin, I'm clueless. <laughs> You're just, you have a blank stare. <laughs> no idea. You don't recognize that Kermit-like voice? It, it, I do, I do. I was about to say, like, that's one of the most throaty voices mm-hmm. I've ever heard. That is the famous Boz Skaggs. Is that the Kermit voice? Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, that it totally fits. <laughs> so, no, no, no. Oh, oh, I see what you mean. Did Boss Gags do Kermit? No, yeah. no, no, no. Okay. Sorry. <laughs> that would be Jim Henson. He, he could He could have. Yeah. Was Jim Henson the actual voice of Kermit? Oh, yeah. I, did, I never knew that. Did you ever hear Jim Henson in an interview? I never knew that. <clears throat> if you go back and look, you should go back and look at a, a YouTube of Jim Henson talking to Johnny Carson or some talk show host just in his... Like, not as a Muppet. He sounds like Kermit. It's so odd seeing this guy talk, and he sounds like a frog talking. How, how, how would you like to be the singer that the first time someone hears your voice, they begin talking about Kermit the Frog? <laughs> <laughs> well, so, hey, Boss Gags has made so much money and had so much success that I don't think he cares. Well, good for him. Good um, for Boss. But you know why I've chosen this song? Do you know what the title of this song is? No. It's called We're All Alone. So Gary and I are all alone in the studio today. But La- last time it was just the two of us. Yeah. Right? So yeah. we got, got a theme, right? Boss Gags, actually, if you can, uh, Mr. Producer, pull up the more successful version of this song by Rita Coolidge. So Rita Coolidge did this same song, and it became a number one. Boss Gags didn't want to do it as a single. It was just a B-side to um, Lido Shuffle. But this, this version was a number one song. Of course, Boss Gags... Got all the money from yeah, it. Yeah, he's he's not complaining. <laughs> yeah, not so complaining here we are. from those royalties. Yeah, all alone all in the alone. studio. There's one more thing I do want to show you, Gary, for theater of the mind. And uh, Mr. Producer, do you have this picture of? <laughs> look at that picture of Boz Skaggs. Wow, 1976. I wish y'all could see this. Look, at, <laughs> he's like in a disco era outfit. I don't know what that black thing is. That like an untied tie? Uh, that's what it looks like. Yeah, like a a very thin scarf yeah. waving in the wind. And look at his hair. He's got uh, he's got some pretty big hair. It's not super long, but it's about shoulder length. But look at his move. He's like <laughs> he's at an angle there. You know what's funny about that fingers. though? That is that that seventies design right there has a very twenty twenty three millennial Gen Z kind of a look to it. Yep. almost. Yeah, you could you could actually put someone else's head on that body, and you wouldn't know. Well, and maybe make their hair pink or something like that yeah interesting so anyway we're all alone but we have some important uh, updates and annou- announcements and uh, before we went to recording here we pulled up and we'll look at gary and i'll let you walk us through but i'm i'm excited because last night the night before we're recording this so it would be last week when our audience hears this 
at our monthly town hall, you introduced everyone to the pending, and you say end of the year, sometime this year, release of the Tennessee Legislative Report Card. And I can tell you as a, I know you've been working on it, Gary, but when I see it and and feel it and, and, and know what it can do and know how easy it is to get around this website, I think our audiences, and especially based on the reaction we got at the town hall, yeah. people got excited for what a Tennessee citizen is going to be able to do with this website. And before before I pass it off to you to kind of walk us through it and tell everybody what it's about and what it can do, I think we need to thank the people who worked on this for years before turning it over 100%. to you, right? All the tools, Jackie Archer, I know in particular, our friend from Murfreesboro, um, and she led a group of individuals who who really gathered all of this information and worked hard on it and then graciously gave it to you. And now you're taking it up to a, a level that everyone can have access to. Yeah, the short history is you, you've had a group of, of conservatives here in Middle Tennessee, um, mainly led by uh, Jackie Archer, amazing lady, lives in Murfreesboro. And they've been at this for about five years, um, you know, all volunteers just creating this tool called the Tennessee Legislative Report Card. And it's and amongst conservatives over the years, it's gained a little bit of following people. Uh, it, it's funny. I was having I had lunch today with a great guy, by the way. I was I was really pleased to meet him. His name is Chris Spencer. Um, great candidate. He is going to be primarying uh, Senator Farrell Hale. Um, what district? Uh, that is up in Sumner County. I don't remember okay. the district number, but uh, up in Sumner County. And so he's he's taken on one of the entrenched incumbents. And so I, I know exactly what that's like. Mm-hmm. But I, this guy's got a strong shot. He's got a lot of support. Of course, he started his race much earlier than I did. So he still has nine months to go. But interestingly, I, I brought this up to him. He just sent out an email. Farrell Hale has a has a score on this report card, you know, from years past, and I think he's got currently a D minus in leadership. And so, wow. so Chris had just sent out a notice with Farrell's record from the Tennessee Legislative Report awesome. Card. So I, I found that interesting. It, it so people are using it. People know about it, and graciously, you know, this this volunteer team is is moving on to other things. Life happens, um, you know. Uh, Jackie and her, her husband are retired and, and looking to explore other things in life, reasonably so. And so about a year ago, she called me and asked if Tennessee Stands would be willing to take it on. And we talked about it. I said, absolutely. It's something we had considered but really didn't want to reinvent the wheel. I really appreciated what they did. But lo and behold, now it's now it's our asset. They They've gifted that digital asset to us. And so over the last six months, we've been we we've taken on that site. We're, we're we've put it on our server. We are you know doing a lot of back end work to clean it up to get it the way we want it to operate. It's a lot of programming happening, but also a lot of content gathering. I will say or, or data gathering. I should say. And over the last oh, it took us about three months to build a volunteer team to train them. And they have now completed scoring our just-finished 2023 session. In addition to um, – so let me so let me kind of set the table here on what this mm-hmm. thing does. Now you kind of know the history. And and I think we're going to release it by the end of the year is, is the plan. So leading into 2024, 
we will have this blowing and going. So it's going to be awesome. Which, by the way, will also be in time for we've got 2024 is a, right. a primary year, yep. uh, statewide election. So this will be a good tool. Um, you know, it's a report card. It gives a it scores your legislators, all 132 legislators, gives them a voting score. There are a select group of legislation, uh, bills that we track that we believe have to do with um, preserving constitutional liberty, things like corporate welfare, dealing with election integrity, uh, the woke ideologies in our school, parental rights, medical freedom. So all of these things that we are engaged in and tracking, and we score all 132 legislators on their votes. Now, many of you have heard of that before, like a, a vote score. That's typical. A lot of organizations do that. Now, what's what's unique, not most organizations don't have a website displaying the information. Mm-hmm. They'll send out a scorecard. But we've got that permanently enshrined on a very accessible website. But the other part of the score that has been unique to the Tennessee Legislative Report Card, and we will carry on that tradition, Mm -hmm. is that these legislators are also given a leadership score. And you actually just kind of asked beforehand, what's the difference between leadership? Because I had noticed we were looking at a particular representative, I forget his name now, but he had a a um, representative Robert Stevens. Yes. So if we could pull that up, there we go. So he had a voting score of 89 and yet a leadership score of a or leadership grade of a C. And so I was asking you, Gary, 89, typically, if people are thinking of school, right, yeah. would be a B, maybe a B plus. But why did he get a leadership score of C? Yeah. And so what's unique to our scorecard is this leadership grade, uh, which is an A, B, C, D, or F. And no E's. No ease. <laughs> you know, when I was in school, we got ease until about seventh grade, and then Seriously? They, dis- they disappeared. Yeah, you got ease. You got ease. I e- never heard of that. Wow. E was the equivalent of F, and I guess they just figured, well, if you're getting an E, just give you an F. Man, I I never knew an E was a thing. There you go. Um, generation gap there. <laughs> All right, so you know the the vote score. So he's got a voting score of eighty nine. You know, which means that for the most part on the issues, he voted with us, and we track those scores. By the way. Um, on potential votes they may have placed in committee as well as on the floor. So that's his vote score. But the leadership grade is not necessarily reflective of the score because the leadership grade is about how well is this particular legislator leading on the issues. In other words, if if they are in committee and are they voicing support or opposition to a particular measure? Are they advocating for this particular policy? Um, are, to our knowledge, are they working behind the scenes possibly mm-hmm. to to see the success or the failure of a particular measure? Are they actually sponsoring key legislation? Are they co-sponsoring key right. legislation? You know. So if if someone is sort of riding the fence or just a a backbencher, right? They're just voting, but they're not really vocal or doing anything, saying anything. Then they're going to have a little bit of a lower leadership grade. So which is important too, because we know that the more shrewd politicos will wait until they know the vote is going the way they want, and then they will vote the way that they think you and I want to see them vote because they know they're safe. Well, the bill is still going to pass against our liberty, 
but they'll for purposes of vote scores and public appearance so they can sit, put out mailers that say well i voted yes for that right yep. so that's i think that's really important gary that leadership guide is a a good silo a good separate silo to measure something that hasn't heretofore been measured yeah so so we're we're trying to e- expand your view of each of these legislators just a bit so um because we you know leading on an issue especially you know in today's political world is key we need legislators to not only be pushed to to vote the right way but we need people leading on the issues and so that that's a unique piece but that's what you you know those are the things you would expect kevin right in a report card you expect voting scores and and grades right and by the way in beautiful red white and blue yes which I, this this whole i know again i said it last night but just the user-friendly nature of this legislative report card, legislative report card, if you compare it to what people have to look at when they go to the state website, you know, that that gross kind of pea green, orange, brownish, not orange, yeah, sort of a brownish gray. This is just so much more pleasant on the eyes, which makes you want to stay on the website and do your research. Whereas when I look at the Tennessee the General Assembly website, I want to get off of there as fast as I can. Yeah. But if if you are a regular listener of the Freedom Matters podcast, and by extension, you understand the kind of work that Tennessee Stands does, you know we like to push the envelope just a little mm-hmm. bit. Okay. So, Kevin, wait. I'm There's excited. more. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> So, I know what's coming. Well, and I want to I want to <laughs> get everyone that's listening really excited about this because, you know, this is going this really is, I believe, going to be such an incredible tool for citizens across the state because mm-hmm. this is going to give you one click access to seeing a complete picture of your legislator. So, in addition to the score on their profile, you are going to see the total amount of campaign contributions that they have received as a candidate and you will be able to break that out by year but on the initial profile you're not just going to see the amount of money they've taken in you're going to see the total amount of money they've taken in since they've run for office Mm. but what you're also going to see is a percentage of how much of those campaign contributions are special interests money which in our uh, the way we categorize that, those are coming from PACs. But, you know, some PACs are leadership PACs, Republican Party PACs, candidate PACs. So we exclude those, and we are giving you a clear picture of the, the specific money that's coming from special interest PACs, whether that be from medical or, you know, cable companies have a PAC, wholesale distributors, car dealerships. I mean, you name it. Every special interest PAC that's out there, we're letting you know how much of their so for instance Robert Stevens that we're looking at right now he's he's a he's an uh a newcomer he got mm-hmm. elected in 2022 so he he's got not a lot of campaign finance history his total amount raised so far is 93,620 and roughly 20% of his money has come from special interest packs and you can see that on his profile by the way which I, I believe as we go through this process will be a relatively low number. Mm-hmm. He, he's on the lower threshold. Uh, I, I think we're going to see some of these at 60 and mm-hmm. 70%. And you, have, and you have on this, on this page, before we dig deeper, 
you have the top five political action committees, special interest contributors listed right there. That's right. Right away you get to see that. <clears throat> so you can see profile. his top five would be Middle Tennessee, Business Leaders for Common Sense. What's the next one? Wine and Spirits. Thank you. Wine and Spirits, Wholesalers of Tennessee, Team Kid Pack, Tennessee Professional Firefighters Pack, and Tennessee Realtors Pack. Yep. So, you know, in, in terms of, you know, if, if I'm just sort of profiling Representative mm-hmm. Stevens here, and I'm looking at that as a constituent, you know, 20% of his money comes from special interest. Respectively speaking, that's that's fairly, that's low, I think, we'll find amongst uh, incumbents. And, you know, of these top five uh, political action committees listed, you know, I don't, I don't know that I see a lot of nefarious players there, except for the Team Kid Pack. I was going to ask you about that. That did send out some that, nasty mailers yeah, against that, me last year uh, because, you know, I'm a, I'm a horrible guy. That was the establishment that was one of the packs used to attack me. So, But in terms of issues, um, you know, those top five packs could certainly be worse. Yeah. You know? But so it's a good comparison. Show where is the where can we click through to see that beautiful graph? Yeah, you so had then, a pie graph. So then there's a button right there on the profile you click. It says see campaign finance report. And look, y'all, I'm, this is an incredible That's amount amazing. of work that we're going through. You, we are going to this to the state's database, and we're pulling all of that data for you because a lot of it is very cumbersome to grab. Mm-hmm. We're grabbing all that data. We're putting it on our own servers. And we have a system set up to where you can immediately see at the click of a button a pie chart of not only now the special interest money, but what percentage, a full percentage breakdown of how much of that candidate's money came from individuals, how much of it came from from um, uh, other businesses, how much of it came from other political candidates. You know that the party and, yeah. and leadership packs, they they spread money around mm-hmm. to each other. You get to you see that. And also the uh, special interest packs, as we as we talked about earlier. Then you get to to click on a breakdown of each of those categories and see the individual contributions themselves. Mm-hmm. So, if you, so for instance, for Representative Stevens, you know about twenty percent of his money comes from special interest packs. That adds up. I can't see that. Was that sixteen thousand? Eighteen thousand looks uh, like eighteen thousand seven hundred and fifty. But then you click on that total number, and now you get to see every one of those contributions with a name and address of that pack. And you can even organize it according to greatest amount given down to least amount, right? Yeah, so so if you want to quickly sort... Who are who are the top packs for this candidate in giving? You get to see that immediately. That that is all going to reside right there on our scorecard website. You have to go nowhere else to find that information. And it's I'm I'm assuming this will be available readily, easily available by phone, right? If you have your iPhone yep. and you're meeting with a legislator, yep. it's mobile friendly. Our citizens can pull that up and say, Well, tell me about this yeah. contribution from such and such pack. By the way. Yeah, absolutely. What a tool. What a powerful tool. Okay, but... <laughs> We're still not there to the finish line. There's one more, one more feature, all right, that I want to tell you about. So we've talked about, you know, voting scores, leadership grades, campaign finance, but here's one additional feature that I don't think you're going to find probably anywhere else. Have Kevin, have you ever used Yelp? Oh, yes. You know? <laughs> I've ha- actually... I've used Yelp our, our, probably our Google, our Google reviews. So I've had a client who was the victim of a Yelp attack. <laughs> I once had a client who had a restaurant in a city in America, 
And they were so competitive that all of the restaurants of the same ilk, the same food uh, style, we'll say Italian. It wasn't Italian, but I'll say it. The owners of all the other restaurants in the area went and gave this client of mine terrible reviews to try to keep it from opening. That's the bad side. But it does show you how effective using Yelp can be, right? Right. And so go ahead and tell us well, I, how I, Yelp ties to this. And I remember, too, sort of in that vein, wasn't there a, like, during the whole COVID nonsense, there was a, a restaurant in D.C. that was kicking out certain conservative legislators yes. or something like that. Yep. So people logged into Google and Yelp and blew them up and all yep. that. Yeah, so certainly. So on this on this website, we've got the ability for citizens to leave reviews on their legislators. Mm. So you get to go to this legislator's profile. And you've got stars. You've you, got- get, you get to leave a one to five star review, right? And you get to write out a review. And so as those reviews get populated and you go back to that legislator's profile you're going to see a ranking you know 3.6 out of five stars that ranking's going to build and you'll be able to scroll down and read the reviews that have been posted mm. on that you are going to be able to publicly review your legislator so <clears throat> one question that comes to mind gary is what do you think the potential that this will really become a battleground, this this Yelp section, this review section. Because when you launch this, there's there's no question that the establishment is going to not be happy about all of this readily available information. Certainly. Um, but do you counting think, on it. Do you think they will go to the review section and start to do a bunch of puff reviews to try to get higher? Oh, oh they might. They might. But... Which means that our people are going to need to go on there yeah. and be consistently... Yeah, I have a feeling they'll lose that war. Yeah. Uh, but but here's the thing: <laughs> we 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 will aspire to ensure that we are representing accurate and truthful information. So um, these reviews, just like comments on any blog, will be moderated. We are going to filter out what we will consider to be the absolute trash. Like we're right. we're so this is not your opportunity to come on and publicly trash someone. Mm -hmm. Like, we're not going to tolerate that, right? So, in fact, we've got a disclaimer on here, and and I'll probably add to that disclaimer before we launch, but the idea is that if you're reviewing this particular legislator, you are either in their district and or you have had some kind of personal interaction with them or Mm -hmm. their office, right? You've got something tangible to discuss when you're you're leaving a review. So, uh, in fact, there's a... There's a toggle button there that you've got to acknowledge. You know, this review is based on my own experience and is my genuine opinion. You know, so we're we're going to put as many pieces in place as we can that these reviews are validated mm-hmm. and that you can trust these reviews. Which means that you could also going back to the phone again. If you're sitting with your legislator and you have this scorecard up, you can let the legislator know as you're getting ready to meet, by the way, I'm going to score, I'm going to review this meeting. (laughs) That's right. right? What an awesome tool. Yeah, so in a nutshell, that is what's coming. Um, It is called the Tennessee Legislative Report Card, and, you know, we'll, of course, we'll we'll talk about this again when it launches. We'll make sure you go to TennesseeStands.org if you haven't, and subscribe to our email list, and, um, you know, that, that is going to be a big launch. We're excited about, you know, look, again, 
everything that we do and that we talk about and all the work that we do is is about oh, it's several things. But let me mm-hmm. let me say two primary points. One, it's about educating citizens so that they will engage. I mean, we in fact, I was on an interview today with the pamphleteer in Nashville, and you know, I, I talked about the idea. We're not. I never want anyone to get the picture that Tennessee stands is going to the Capitol and doing work for you. That's right. not what we do. <clears throat> we provide tools and opportunity and the knowledge that you need to advocate yourself. This we live in a republic that was set up to operate under the idea of self-governance yep. and we've lost much of that we are working to, towards a return to that and that's quite frankly that's what the entrenched establishment hates right. they're they're not used to that well and you look at that website that is such a fantastic tool to returning to self-governance right it, yep. especially when you think about it in the age of technology a lot of we've lost a lot of self-governance because of technology, people wanting to replace liberty with convenience, right? Well, okay, so we'll meet you on your battlefield of convenience and say, now you can self-govern according to this very convenient website. Right. Well, and so outside of, of that engagement, the second thing I was going to mention, this brings accountability. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we, in fact, that that word has been in our mission statement since our inception in 2020 that we seek to hold our legislators accountable to not exceeding or, or operating within only the authority that they have been given per the per our state constitution. That's that's our mission. So, mm-hmm. you know, engagement and accountability, and I think this is going to be a great tool. So, um, I hope I hope everyone's excited about that. Be listening. Um, subscribe to our emails. Listen to the podcast. We will be alerting you as to when this will be ready. It's fit. <laughs> yeah. I, I can go for that. And and there's a, there's a boy there's so many people that deserve that applause. And too. by the way, those those people that were clapping, here's more theater of the mind. They were actually standing up. That was a standing ovation, standing ovation. that we just heard. That's right. So, Kevin, that's a little something that's coming. That's awesome. I'm excited about it. Um maybe we should tell the audience. I know we've kind of uh, given little bits and pieces of this along the way. But maybe we should tell them what our plans are also in the new year in connection with expanding this podcast. Yeah, and that's, you know, we have been, Kevin, when do you think was the, gosh, how long have we been talking about adding at least a second episode a week? Since, since about two months into the podcast, when <laughs> people began asking for it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, you know, and I, I know you've been approached, I've been approached, you know, we really, we really love more than one episode a week. That's, you know, that's that's been that's been difficult to do, I think, with all of our our schedules. You know, um, we're we're not get, being paid, you know, uh, <laughs> to to show up and record a podcast. Ain't that the truth? And so, you know, the the time it takes to do that, number one, is an issue. And so, there's been several iterations of, you know, how how do we accomplish the goal of expanding Freedom Matters, providing more opportunity to folks for folks to engage with it, and more and more content. And so. The plan right now is, and I don't want to spill too much of the beans, but and, and we're going to do our best to make good on this. But the the working the working plan is that somewhere around the first part of the year, let's just say the first part right. of the year. Is that a good way to phrase it? I think it's it, probably Kevin? safe. Yeah. yeah, the first part of the year. So nobody calls us up on January second and says, That's "Hey, right. hey, where's that other episode?" Um, we we plan to very quickly scale to three episodes a week, and in addition 
to doing three episodes a week, there there will also be a video component. Oh. So so those will be video um, podcasts. And so we're working on a, a studio setup and all that sort of stuff. So you mean I got to shave on those days because I came in like really all scruffy that, today. That's right. And <laughs> and the challenge will be, you know, we've got a great producer that that edits out all of our like kind of mistakes and things that we do as we're, as we're talking sometimes. We don't have that many mistakes. We, we really don't. But, in fact. But we're really not going to be able to have any mistakes. I know. Now. One of our friends actually last night at the um at the town hall was surprised how little editing we do yeah um and i took that as a compliment but no i don't want people to get the impression that we edit our producer edits out my <clears throat> clearing my throat if i do that too much <laughs> but we, we really haven't had much need to edit at all so yeah. i feel i feel very comfortable about that part i was more worried that i'm gonna have to start looking Looking good for the camera again. You think you still are? You still going to wear your Penn State and Penguins T-shirts? Thank you for. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> Depends on who the guest is and what the topic is. But thank you for pointing out my Penn State jersey or hoodie, which by the time this goes live means the Penn State uh, probably will have lost to Ohio State. Oh no! I hope they beat them, but I just I'm that's not very feeling li- it. That's very little faith in your. Crew. I know. Well, Penn State only beats Ohio State about once every ten years. So <laughs> okay, well, I'm trying to be honest and gotcha. So. So we're we're looking to we're looking to expand the podcast. That you know, the our ability to do that will come with um, the ability for folks to subscribe. So we are working at building out Freedom Matters Media. So and and the plan is, by the way, this what we've created here, this audio once a week podcast, this will always remain free and forever. So so what you what the audience we've built now and what you've been used to over the last almost two years now yeah. will continue. But we will happily and gleefully invite you to become a monthly subscriber, not only to access video and additional episodes and content that we'll provide from the Freedom Matters podcast. But I'm excited, and I, you know, we don't have any sure things yet. But w- we will be inviting additional personalities mm-hmm. under the banner of Freedom Matters Media to have more show offerings that will be a part of the subscription. So if you, if you, you know, for lack of a better comparison, and maybe it is a good comparison, I don't know, but sort of like a Tennessee-specific Daily Wire. I mean, that's what we're looking to provide, like you know, a a broader. Uh, but we're looking to still have a a a Tennessee mm-hmm. focus, or maybe at least a Tennessee flair, right? Yeah. In terms of the things that we're concerned about here in our state, uh, from a conservative value perspective, from a Christian worldview perspective, and so we're looking to expand all of those things that we're doing and talking about under that subscription model, which which hopefully you know if we can get people on board will will allow us to continue to expand those offerings. And I think it's important that people know that even though we're expanding to video, that doesn't mean the audio component will still not be accessible because a lot of people listen to this podcast when they're in their cars. Yes. And I've had people say to me, oh, you're going to video. I'm like, yes, but that doesn't mean you have to watch the video. You can still consume the audio from the video while you're in your car, right? Yeah, and the cool thing is the way the subscription model is going to work, that the way we've elected to do it, Instead of trying to drive you to some separate platform, we're still going to be driving those subscribers to Spotify and Apple and basically anywhere you listen to podcasts. And the cool thing about the video piece is that video content will not just be available on our website and on YouTube. That video content will be available directly in Spotify and Apple Podcasts. And what's great about that is, for example, like you're driving in your car, playing the video podcast through Spotify 
is no different than playing the audio. Con- mm-hmm. It's just whether or not you look at your phone, right? right. So it's it's so we're we're not going to throw a whole lot of change at you. Um, we're we're just providing more opportunity for you to engage, and so we're we're excited about expanding what we're doing here at Freedom Matters. And, and I think one of the things that lends itself to that expansion is that we've had to frequently, when we have guests especially, we have to cut off the conversation midstream in order to fit it within a reasonable audio content. And so doing this expansion and having a a behind-the-scenes or an after-hours type element will allow our, our conversation to continue. For those who don't want to continue, they're not obligated. And for those who want to go deeper... Uh, you can have a deeper conversation and a longer conversation on the su- on the subject matter, which I think will be fantastic. And and if by now, as you're listening to this podcast, you have not figured out how great Kevin and I are at infomer- infomercial content, <laughs> um, if if you appreciate our gift of our gift of gab and infomercial content, we would we would invite uh, business owners out there where it makes sense to you. In this subscription model, we will have now opportunities for folks to partner with us to do yes. some advertising, and look, and we're and we're looking to partner with great businesses. We know there are some amazing, you know, um, businesses out there that share um, our worldview, uh, our political views that that share the sentiment of trying to preserve and fight for liberty here in Tennessee uh, in America, and so we. If you're like-minded, right, and um, you want to reach a like-minded audience, you know, I would just I would throw that out. I would invite you to be thinking about how you may be able to partner with Freedom Matters uh, on our platform, on upcoming shows, and um, on our website. Which, if again, we haven't even talked about this, Kevin, mm-hmm. but we've we Freedom Matters actually has its own website now, and we've been sort of softly putting right. that out there, but we've never talked about yep. it. And it's at freedommatters.co, not .com, freedommatters.co. So if you go right now to freedommatters.co, you will be able to access um, the entire podcast. And in the future, uh, you'll be able to access all of the additional shows that come under the Freedom Matters banner. So that's an easy way to immediately act. And there's links on there to access all of the places where our content streams, like Apple, Spotify, iHeart, Amazon. And so, um, yeah, we we have been behind the scenes doing a lot of work preparing, you know, both on the tools that I'm working with on Tennessee Stands, both in the things we've been dreaming about mm-hmm. and planning for the podcast. There there are a lot of things that have been working behind the scenes coming up for the first part of the year. Yeah, and I think to anybody who wants more of a, a better understanding of some of the content, some of the things that I'm going to be adding, we're going to expand the China cabinet and and that will be I, I feel like Some we never have time to bonus, talk about bonus episodes. Yeah. And um and as Gary intimated earlier, um I'm I'm a very passionate about Christian apologetics. I don't think it's done necessarily well uh in our day. I don't think it meets the challenge. And so I'm going to find a way in that expanded version to be able to express my um my convictions in those matters. And I think that that will have perhaps even its own link because when we talk about different platforms and different media platforms within the Freedom Matters platform. But I'm distracted as I'm saying this, Gary, because I'm looking up here realizing that based on 
the Freedom Matters podcast website. Last week was 93, which means this is our 94th episode. So in six weeks from now, we will have our 100th episode, and we cannot forget. So, Mr. Producer, don't let us forget the week before. We need to have a little a little celebration because probably going to get close to Christmas, right? Six weeks yeah. is getting at least within the Christmas season. Yeah. That, so, you know, we've been that hundredth episode is a hundred weeks. We've been doing this for almost two years every week. We've never missed a week. So, so that hundred weeks, we, we started, you know, it's 52 weeks in a year. We started in January of 2021, right? Or no, we started in January f- of 2022. Sorry. Yeah. And was, at the, like late January, like, I think. Late January. Yeah. So that hundredth episode, yeah, will hit in December of this year. Yeah. So we're excited about that. There's a lot, you know, it's, and I was, I was, you know, sort of opining last time we were together, you know, there's our, I can't remember who I was talking to maybe, you know, a lot of podcasts don't make it this long. Now I know mm-hmm. we only go once a week, but I mean, you know, a lot of folks start podcasts and they get, you know, two, five, maybe 10 episodes in to have been doing this and never missed a beat week to week for almost two years. Um, I'm thankful that we're still here and people are still listening. And so I'm, I'm excited to to build on that and continue to have a platform where we can get this conservative message from a Christian worldview out to an audience. That's that's necessary. And I and I would like to thank our audience for spreading the word because, as you and I have talked about privately. We've never marketed Not this podcast, never. Right? So without any deliberate effort to market, people have obviously been interested enough to share it with their friends and say, hey, listen to the Free Matters podcast. So we thank you as our audience for doing this to, to give us the confidence that this is viable, that we can expand it. And we hope to return the favor to you by bringing you content that will even get you more uh, intellectually and morally stimulated each week to come back and listen. You want to before we close? Do you mm-hmm. want to? Do you want to take a, a a parting shot at the the some of the nonsense that has just happened? Yeah, from, so, from the White House. Yeah, so can you pull up that uh, tweet from which by the time this goes live would have been last week, but this week the White House uh, inex well I'll say inexplicably, and I'll tell you what I really think. But publicly, inexplicably, the Biden administration put out a tweet of Joe Biden visiting Delta Forces in or around Israel. And this this Delta Force team, most people believe, was or is the team that was going to start to rescue American hostages. But what did the Biden administration do? They tweeted a picture that showed the faces and other body identifying marks, such as tattoos, which are prominent on some of the arms of the soldiers, uh, for all the world to see for about an hour. So for an hour on uh, online, and which pub- which means everyone that has bad ideas about get they they screen captured all of that. Absolutely, so you can't erase ne- you can't erase this. Yeah, nothing nothing disappears once it's been posted live. Now, I've not seen it yet. I'm sure someone is saying this, but this is this is such a play out of the Obama Valerie Jarrett playbook, which is now wait wait before you get to that though. Why is what they have done already, why is that dangerous? It's dangerous because now the the people who are supposed to be operating in secret to go in, and in this case, we believe that the Delta Force was there or is there to rescue Americans, they can no longer operate secretly with respect to our enemies because our enemies knows their faces, facial identification. They can't walk into 
a a situation uh, without being completely covered up if they have a tattoo that's identifying. So our enemies will know exactly, oh, you're not who you're pretending to be to be able to rescue an American citizen. You're actually a Delta Force. Bang, you're dead. So right? to a great degree, they've lost their anonymity they, to their they job. completely lost their anonymity and their lives are put at risk and the people they're trying to rescue are less likely to be rescued successfully. All done under the pretense of, oh, we're celebrating or or showing some kind of uh, conviction to the world that we're all about the soldiers. But I, I was going to say, Gary, this is such a tactic of this. This never happened before the Obama administration. But in the Obama administration, there were countless, quote unquote, slips of this nature. <clears throat> Put it out and then say, I'm sorry, but the damage is done and it's meant to truly undermine American order. It's it's meant to undermine American superiority and it's meant to put American lives at risk. Meaning with, the damage is intentional. Yeah, absolutely intentional. I fully believe that. I think we've got a we've got enough years of evidence. And it it, it shouldn't be a surprise because Joe Biden doesn't run the White House. Joe Biden is the puppet in front. But I believe very firmly that it's the Obama administration and and the loyalty to the Obama administration that runs the administrative day-to-day of this government. And people probably sympathetic to Hamas. Absolutely. Well, Valerie Jarrett, sympathetic to Iran. Iran sponsors Hamas. So, yeah. yeah. That's where we are. Well, we'll, we'll part on that good news. And, of course, at, at the time of, of this recording, you know, we have no idea what in the world is going to happen with our Speaker of the House, uh, Jim Jordan, apparently has now pulled out of the running. There's been so much jostling. Well, he, had so, his, he was taken out at the knees. Oh, say, well, yeah, t- taken out by the establishment by a secret, a secret ballot vote. Mm-hmm. And uh, so we don't even have a, a, a real identifiable candidate at the moment for speaker. And so um, not but, necessarily a bad thing, for, though. Yeah. W- with respect to liberty, it would be far worse. And, and Chip Roy was asked about this. And, of course, he is he is always good for a. A, a good quote, a truthful quote, I think a compelling quote. But to paraphrase Chip Roy, when he was asked about this today, for this is Friday, October 20th, you know, the left always says, oh, you don't have a leader. This is just chaos and it's terrible for the country. We're not voting on all these giant spending bills to give money to Ukraine and Israel. Chip Roy said, notwithstanding that appearance and what you're trying to push there, no, this is actually way better than the process used to be because the process used to be a rubber stamp, right? Rubber stamp, rubber stamp, rubber stamp. Spend our money, blow it, waste it. You you reminded me, I've got one more thing to add to that. Someone came up to me last night at our town hall and made a comment on that that I, I'm, I'm, I'm assuming is true. I've not fact-checked this and I've, I didn't know this myself. Like, well, isn't that interesting? He, he said, you know what's, he said, you know, without without a Speaker of the House, the United States cannot declare war. And I thought, well, now, but isn't that, that's interesting. But even when the House has the power to declare war, we see the executive branch doing everything except, quote unquote, declaring war as far as They're use still of spending military. The money yeah, and, and, yeah, so who cares? And still executing the that's campaign. True. That's <clears> true. Just thought that was an interesting sort of point. Mm-hmm. But. Who knows by the time this airs what uh, maybe they'll bring Nancy Pelosi back. <laughs> I don't know. Bring her back literally from the dead. Uh, anyway. All right. Until next time. Thanks, Gary.
If you'd like to learn more about Tennessee Stands, visit tennesseestands.org to donate, volunteer, or get more information about what we're doing to preserve liberty for the people of Tennessee. You can also follow along on all social platforms at Tennessee Stands. As Thomas Paine reminded us, those who expect to reap the blessings of freedom must, like men, undergo the fatigue of supporting it.